0: Hey everyone, I'm Kanal Bajwa, and I'm Lance Jordan. We are two nerds who decided to start a podcast in 2020 due to the pandemic. No topic is necessarily off the table, and we'd like you to join us in hearing our thoughts on various topics ranging from anime to Zeppelins. We have it all. Here, Here we, we go. go. We're recording. That's right.
1: Woo-hoo. Huh?
2: Yeah, Mati. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's making me laugh because he hated Captain Planet. <laughs> and, oh, there's so many people that hated Captain Planet. Uh aside from you, I know like one, and that includes you, it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> No one loved Captain Planet. I mean, he was a hero, and he brought pollution down to zero. So was Smokey the Bear. Okay, fair enough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he was a hero too. He might have actually done more than Captain Planet. Look at the condition of our planet. What has he done? <laughs> what has he really done? What are we
0: In a <laughs> courtroom.
2: What has he really done?
0: I'm sorry about the deposition earlier. Jeez, man. Uh,
1: right.
2: We're going hard. Uh, we are hard using- and fast.
0: <laughs> Stop making me laugh, man. We're never gonna get anything uh, done.
2: Oh, we're getting
1: to it.
0: Oh shit, there's an owl on your. That matches up with today's oh, episode.
2: The themes, themes everywhere.
0: What is that? It's a owl yeah, tattoo. Just, uh, i know you like owls i do like owls. well it fits in perfectly with today's episode i'll say that yeah okay cool
2: welcome to another episode if we're not well we're gonna keep the first part i don't know
0: We'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll get to it. This is what happens when you have us in quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> we just start talking. Mati. Um, <laughs> so keep so. the brown dude out of this. All right, he had not done anything <laughs> to you aside from giving but, a part uh, I mean, he was. I guess if I chose a favorite character,
2: <laughs> I guess my tea would be it.
0: Might probably be Wheeler. He was. He was just Wheeler. He had a yeah. New York accent. And, you know, what's he not was the like, the, you know, the and traditional. He was <laughs> He yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: because that's what Captain Planet needs access to fire. Okay. I mean, he's but... a hero. <laughs> <laughs> not all heroes use fire. Uh, that's a very that. destructive. Tell that to power. Ben Ten, Nissen. <laughs> I mean, Pyro was a villain.
0: That's right, Stack Shock. Yeah. No, not a sex. in the X Men.
2: Oh, that's and right. And then that was, was, Hosh, was, that was Hot Streak. That Hot Streak. That's a right. villain?
0: He always worked. Yeah, you, could see, you could see his underwear every goddamn episode. Yeah. And I'm like that Dude. was
2: so i ir- you know, the white guy at the black school who was sagging his pants.
0: Right. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> like I didn't know what that stood for back then, but I'm like now I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. It made no sense. To me. To me it made no sense. So let's get into some shout outs. Huh? Let's do it. Let's let's focus. Amita, happy birthday. It's our producer. Happy birthday! Fantastic job for us in the past one, two, three, or six four, episodes. Four months. Oh, for the past four. Well, yeah, for the past six yeah. episodes. Yeah, um, she's kick ass. Meet the audio. Check her out. Yeah, and um, go fire her. You know, do all the things that friends do. Oh, I thought you said you fired her. No. Like, wow. Why would I do that? <laughs> that would destroy <laughs> that this <was> podcast. A, <laughs> no. Terrible birthday wish. <laughs> <laughs> you get fired. like how will
2: this get edited now i play Um, hard (laughs) i know
0: um we're never gonna get this episode done
2: (laughs) all right we're getting there all right there all right um i would like to also give a shout out to my friend amai comer he is launching his own clothing line um he's venturing out into that space good for him so a shout out to him i hope it goes well i will be at his place soon to collect my uh free hoodie hell yeah I'm saying it's
0: free because it that's be. what I hope it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do want to say your friend always comments on our stuff and likes it, so I appreciate that. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. Given,
2: he given us ideas for future topics. and uh, I'd love to have him on. Yeah, for, you know, I mean. that's we, cool of you. Yeah, absolutely. We can definitely talk about um, this new venture that he's getting into. It's very exciting. True that. We started it kind of
0: light. Yeah, we did. Because it's, it's been a pretty rough week yeah. for everybody across the board. Yeah, uh, across the goddamn board, we lost our king. Yeah, we lost our king. We lost uh, Wakanda's leader. T'Challa is with us no more. He's on the ancestral plane. Mm. You know, Chadwick Boseman passed away from colon cancer. Cancer, yeah, yeah, colon yeah. cancer. Completely caught everyone off guard. In fact, we were together. Yeah, when we found out, I was doing dishes. Believe it or not, Lance and I hang out outside of the podcast too. Right. When he's not annoyed with me and <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the least uh, annoying person I know.
0: Oh, thanks brother. Appreciate that. But no, it's so like getting back to the heat of the matter. It's like for me, it's always been interesting because other minority figures, including myself, I'm not a figure necessarily, but other minorities, whenever they see anything in black culture, it's always something that's super uh, accepted. It's super appreciated because whenever we want to look towards any kinds of thing that was cool African American community always did it first mm. and we always respect that and we at least in the people that i know we loved Black Panther we loved seeing someone person of color to break that kind of barrier and it was only made within the past three years yeah and so that was that was just horrible because i i feel he had so much left to share absolutely even though he only did like well, I don't know how many movies he did, but he did a number yeah. of movies and had an incredible amount of talent. My instructor actually met him. I don't know if I told okay. you this. He met him at uh, the training camp where he learned to fight for Black Panther. Nice. He worked with him a couple times, barely two. He's actually good, not just for the show. He's actually really good. Parent okay. So that kind of that kind of sucks. Yeah, man.
2: It's never easy when these kind of figures in our life pass away. You know, I think about. Kobe right. earlier this year.
0: This year has been terrible.
2: <laughs> it just, yeah, it's been a very terrible year. You know, you kind of think about the lasting impression they had. I won't sit here and say, you know, I've seen every Chadwick Boseman movie. I haven't either. I yeah. think, you know, my first introduction, I knew about the um, 42 movie um, about Jackie Robinson, but I won't pretend like, you know, I really knew who that was. And um, I think Captain America Civil War. When they introduced the Black Panther, it was like my first introduction to Chadwick Boseman and his work. And uh, he did great with the Black Panther. He made it this this black event. You know, I remember when that movie came out. For me, already being a comic book nerd, I was just excited for a comic book movie. But what he did to um, get the majority of African Americans out to go see this movie and make this like a huge event, I think. And I could be wrong now with um, Endgame and Infinity War that came out. But for that short while, it broke records at Marvel for being, you know, a top selling movie because it was able to draw those crowds out. Outside of, you know, Marvel, 21 Bridges was a good movie that I enjoyed. I need to watch that. It looks yeah. really good. Very surprising because it's something when you look at it, you'll be like, "Um, oh, this may be like a bee b-level action movie it kind of felt like that yeah yeah and but i was
0: concerned about that
2: it was enjoyable you know um recently i also looked at um the five bloods that is on netflix and played a very unique character in that movie as well also too to you know go through that for what was it four years and not say a word and you know keep it on lockdown yeah especially in this
0: that that is the most like his posse didn't say anything
2: his crew didn't say anything um I guess he, you know, never said anything to Marvel.
0: And I get it because the moment he would have, it would have just been a countdown to his death. Yeah. And I'm like, I I get that. I respect the, the fact that he did all that privacy. I really do. Yeah.
2: I think I just want to say um, rest in peace to um, him and, you rest know,
1: peace. Yeah.
2: a heartfelt sorry to his family for their loss. Never easy to lose a family member, especially to cancer. One thing I was seeing going around on social media was, um, you know, what's next for the Black Panther franchise? And I guess for me, it's a little bit too soon to
0: really say. Especially with COVID. We don't know how it's going to work.
2: Yeah. Just to speculate, though, um, I know I saw a lot of people talking
0: about how Shuri becomes. I'd be up for it.
2: I would be up for it, too. But I I think my thing is there's still a lot, some more story to tell with the Black Panther as T'Challa. I'm not saying recast them like in within two years, especially with COVID, these things take time, but I think right. there's a there might be a graceful way to do it to tell the stories. But no, you're right. Um yeah. I'd be down for a Shuri at the Black Panther
0: and Yeah, she was already a great character. Yeah.
2: In the movie I think she was one of my favorite characters that 100%. came out of that movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um uh, I don't know how big of a role she had in the comics, but she definitely blossomed in the movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: Think even in the comic, she turns into a villain. So,
0: I believe it. That's pretty common. Yeah, they throw the the siblings as to put (laughs) them against each other. That's not anything new. Yeah, uh, rest in peace, Chadwick. I will miss you. We already do. Yeah, so let's
2: you know, let's my tea this situation up and (laughs) lighten it up. (laughs) You had to say that, didn't you? My tea, my tea. I think I'm saying it right. Correct me if I'm not. Uh. You clearly have the heart. I'll say that. <laughs> I have the heart. Oh, my God. Captain Planet. I would never show up, by the way. I <laughs> would never.
0: It's like, hey, Lance, we're doing an episode in Captain Planet. And he's like, all right, Canal, I'll see you next year. <laughs> <laughs>
2: we're not forming him. We don't need him. He's
0: like, the, the hot guys are done. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, cool. So today's episode was something that I was, we actually planned to do. And it was kind of a really cool happenstance that it, it took place because the Gotham Knights yeah, trailer yeah, just, yeah. just came out out of nowhere. DC, DC I mean, fandom. DC yeah. fandom, but I didn't expect any of Court of Owls Oh, like yeah. I knew that they were going to bring out stuff like they've been, uh, you know, they were talking about it. But like, I had no idea they were going to bring up Court because I haven't heard about them for a while. Yeah. Lance and I had already read the comic, and we were already planning on doing episodes. That makes this episode extra special for me, and I'm I'm guessing for you too.
2: Yeah, I mean the irony in it, being that you know we planned this outside of you know the Gotham Knights announcement.
0: They're just on our level, apparently. Yeah, yeah, we're just that cool.
2: Let's start off with, um, but what was your impressions of Gotham Knight from what you've seen in the trailer? uh, Maybe even how accurate do you think they're going to be
0: to, to, the, to lore. the court yeah so first off i was really glad because this kind of picks up right where arkham knight left off with the the uh, last video game that they made for batman which was good and bad there were things about it i liked that we finally got a, a closing of the arkham story because it was a great storyline and they did a great job with it but it needed to be wrapped up and yeah the cons about that game i'll just say very briefly like Too much car usage, too much Riddler, Uh, Mm. and the way they ended it was ambiguous. But I guess that's the whole point, and they don't really say what happens. And he does the Nightfall Protocol, so he blows up Wayne Manor, and it's right where I don't think it's going to be a direct successor. They they've made that point, but essentially it's a spiritual successor, right? Where like the same thing happens. They have different voice actors. Okay. That wasn't Kevin Conroy, mm. that was some other dude that I don't <laughs> some know. Some other dude. It was something, you know, some other dude. Mister Dude is, you know, definitely did a good job. Well, anyhow, so he initiates the Nightfall Protocol, and he's like, "I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Sorry." Well, actually, he doesn't even say that. He just basically is like, "I need you guys to take care of Gotham." After they show all the gameplay and the characters that you will play as, so you, so Nightwing, Red Hood, Tim Drake. Uh, barbara gordon so she's no longer in the wheelchair either she had the surgery at this point or it didn't happen one of the two they've got some cool cool hand-to-hand combat that they got which is interesting because barbara is carrying around a tonfa that's connected to a nunchuck it looks like i'm down for it i don't know how it's going to work in real life combat but in the video <laughs> game it's totally cool my favorite is screamador from the dc universe aside from arrow is there um are the green arrow is there it's which is nightwing and he's back yeah Honestly, the he's pretty much going to be the de facto leader for the game, in my opinion. Think so? I think so. Because he's the oldest Robin. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves him. He led the Titans for years. I could do a whole episode just on Nightwing. Yeah. About how much I respect him and find him interesting and, you know, how he does everything. I hope they don't do one thing, though.
2: What is it? Because I think I.
0: I think you probably know. I, I hope that they don't. If they were going to make it a really good game, mm-hmm. they would not fake Batman's death. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah.
2: You're right on the same page as me.
0: I, I figured as much because like, if you're going to do it, do it strong. Because yeah. if he's dead, fine. Keep him dead. It's time for us to see other characters. Yeah. As much as I love even the trailer for like, the new Batman movie, which is coming out. When I heard Edward Collin might play Batman, I was actually excited. I could see him pull it off. And clearly, the fan reaction from the trailer, everyone loves him so far, at least from what I've heard. And, but like the thing is, I'm tired of Batman. <sighs> yeah. We've had 10 movies of him. In my entire child, my lifetime, we've had 10 movies of him. It's time to move on. It's time to do something new. Even if we're doing the old thing really well, it's time mm. to do something new. And uh, so, yeah, if they're going to do that, they should keep him dead. After the rest of the trailer goes on, after they show the rest of them, also Jason Todd has this interesting scar. They're going yeah that route. I never, I mean, I remember him getting like the the branding of the J on his face
2: from the previous game,
0: right? But never, I never heard of the scar happening. I don't remember that.
2: I think that was like a
0: later on thing,
2: like a liberty they took, or maybe something from the it's fine I just original did. yeah comics because I know they say the the dyed hair. Is something directly taken from his older character?
0: Because he's actually blonde-haired. I think originally he doesn't have black hair or something like that.
2: I think it's like brown with the white streak okay. in it because it's the effect of the Lazarus Pit.
0: Ah, uh, okay, yeah.
2: Being revived, so I knew
0: he wasn't born with black hair. Yeah, so kind of that he didn't look like a
2: Bruce Wayne, pretty
0: much uh, look alike essentially. Yeah, but yeah, anyhow, so. Unless I'm forgetting anything, uh, at the end of the trailer, they play the, the lullaby.
2: Well, the nursery rhyme? Oh, the nursery rhyme. I, I think. knew you had it. I knew you were going to read it for us today.
0: <laughs> That's why I print stuff out.
2: That's killing trees. That's not very cataplanic. planet. I
0: print it back and forth, okay? I recycle <laughs> everything. I'm a hero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, leave me alone, Lance. You're supposed to support me. We're getting way <laughs> off track. Okay. All right, so they have a nursery rhyme that's uh, known for the Court of Owls. It's, beware the Court of Owls that watches all the time, ruling Gotham from a shadowed perch behind granite and lime. They watch you at your heart. They watch you in your bed. Speak not a whispered word of them, or they'll send talon for your head. And right as they say talon for your head, there's a yeah. dude wearing an owl suit who jumps at you and claws the screen. Yeah. And, and immediately I was like, oh, yeah, they so breaking the Court out. of Owls. You geeked out for it. I was so excited. Okay. Yeah. All right.
2: I see we got a uh, owl fan here.
0: I mean, of the story, not necessarily of of the society of owls. Okay. I have a whole spiel on them. Okay, we'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there.
2: But yeah, I think um the court of owls. If I give a like a general take of them, they're very interesting yeah. in that
0: they are. They have a lot of lore building for Gotham.
2: A lot of lore within Gotham, and you have a character, um Bruce Wayne, Batman, who is basically like the son, the protector of Gotham. Who, I mean, at this point, should know every inch Nick and Cranny of got them. Uh, yeah. So, you know, for him to know the nursery rhyme.
0: And never bring it up before. Yeah. And know?
2: then that was always weird to me. And um, it's kind of one of those things in comics that I actually don't like. But I think if we're judging the Court of the Owl story, they do it well. If we're talking solely the story. Yeah. It's a great story. Oh, and I think completely. Yeah. Maybe one of the better comic stories that came out of like this recent rebirth recent year yeah the, the recent New 52 rather yeah yeah so i hate how comics sometimes will introduce these forces into like a character's backstory that weren't there before after
0: you already established a story but i think the court of does that well especially by bringing in old memories of alfred's dad yeah, uh, at least in the comic, Alfred dead, and then obviously Bruce's parents, Bruce's yeah. parents,
2: even um Dick Grayson's.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. So
2: it makes all these things connected. I think yeah. it does it well. Um, for example, I saw the older Batman movie where they were um messing with the story a bit and were saying that the Joker like the very first Batman movie, like the Joker killed Bruce's parents.
0: Yeah, it, it kind of goes forth yeah. in three things. Joker, Joe Chill, or somebody else kills Batman parents. They change that story all the time. Right. Yeah.
2: But um to see them do this well is very, very good. So the Court of the Isles in general are an assassin group that yeah, was back during colonial times. We, like, even in the comics, we see Jonah Hex Who's an older hero? Yeah. You know, go head to head with them.
0: The Wayne family's around even at that time. Yeah. Uh, Alistair Wayne or Alvin Wayne? Yeah. Alistair or Alan. You know, something with an A. Go read the comic. (laughs) Exactly. Um, The Court of Owls has been around since the dawn of uh, Gotham. And Mm -hmm. really, you can't look at this comic without seeing. Parallels to today's uh, social progress movements. So essentially they are systemic white racism (laughs) in a lot of ways. In the shadows? Yes, very much so. In fact, I I saw that a lot uh, as I was preparing for today's episode.
2: So they're this elite society because they control basically everything in Gotham. So nothing moves in Gotham without
0: them knowing. Without them having some sort of uh, knowledge or control over And they kind of keep in the shadows and meet up every once in a while Mm. just to, you know, status check and everything. Keeping with colonial ties, everything in the Western world traces back to Greece. Mm. So the Court of Owls, they they kind of tie it down to an Athenian symbol. What's weird is that uh, owls are often regarded in our society as being like smart Mm -hmm. they're not that smart i was checking actually i have a buddy who's an avid burger and an ornithologist and a biologist like he was the best person to talk to
1: Mm -hmm.
0: he's like they're descended from tyrannosaurus raptors and they have incredibly developed sensory skills being descended from great killing machines so there's really not a whole lot else going on in their brain which is kind of weird that it's associated with being wise and powerful i think more on the powerful side rather than the wise side Athena's relation to owls in the first place is kind of a mystery. It is possibly a reference to Minoan gods who were associated with birds and they predate the Greeks by thousands of years. The only like, working theory that kind of makes any sense in terms of wisdom for owls or being able to see everything is literally just that, having nocturnal vision in darkness. Mm. So you can symbolically see the wisdom in the darkness. So you see the light, oh, yeah. you can navigate that way. They say in the comic. One of my favorite parts, Mm. they talk about how when the Wayne brothers buy Wayne Manor, Mm. they didn't move in right away because they had a bat infestation. So they send its natural predator, the owls. The owls basically decimate them, you know, Mm. kill them out. Eventually, it's paralleled with him getting the shit kicked out of him, Bruce Wayne, by the talons. And he's like, then they came back with a vengeance. And then he just like pops out and just starts winning like really well in the fight. That was one of my favorite parts because of how they just drew it in the comic. Yeah. I just like that part there. So, ornithology fact, or birding fact, they are a natural predator to bats, uh, owls, but they are more more into rodents. They, they're like, oh, if, if bats are on the menu, they'll like maybe mm-hmm. have it. Yeah. Also depends on the species of owls and, and stuff like that. So, like, when they say that they're predators or natural predators, I'm like, it's right, but it's not like their main source of calories so the more you know the more you know
2: i know I half the battle <laughs> captain planet
0: <laughs> that's gonna be in our title there, but what my tea something is gonna something in that is gonna be in our title the court of my tea
1: the court of my tea
0: <laughs> so they take that as their moniker as their symbol mm-hmm. and that is one way that they use to enforce their image on their so they eventually breed these assassins, which we'll delve into a little yeah, later. The talons. Right, they call the Talons. On their mercury-tipped blades, which create more air and dynamicness, on, that's a word, um, <laughs> on, their, on their throwing blades, they have a symbol of an owl. So it's even an intimidation factor to keep people yeah. in check. So that's a canal background on Court of Owls and how they get to be where they are. Yeah. So
2: I guess we go into you know, who are the main players in this uh court, if you will. We really don't know a lot, at least in like these initial comics, who the grandmasters are, who the judges are, who run the things, but we get to know the talents a bit. Yes. So we get to know about Lincoln Marsh, if you want to start with him, like um
0: Yeah. So Bruce is undertaking a campaign to better Gotham as he right. pretty much does with every Every, story yeah i mean like, and gotham still stays the same <laughs> because concussions only help the city so much so they can right. yeah and anyhow
2: that might be the crutch of the story is how weak that is because it's kind of <laughs> like a, a fallback in a way you know what i mean like in terms of how he fails all the time um not how he fails but i feel like you know that's kind of a generic way to start
0: something for yeah an it, event. Like, it's a bit unoriginal, but yeah. it's essentially the only angle that Bruce Wayne does all right. the time. That's of note. Yeah, yeah, and so he he starts an undertaking that he, quote unquote he is a is a dream away, but at the same time he's only doing this also to lay out other bat caves around the city. Yeah. So he clearly loves fascism, um, as he says himself. It it simplifies things, and he's even developed a, a contact lens that hooks up to his back computer, so he's just like he's like a walking back computer. He's a walking judge, jury, and crippling person, not executioner.
2: <laughs> a crippling
0: person. <laughs> well I mean. yeah, he, he even says very clearly, in the beginning of this comic, it's like, "I am the only legend this city needs. I am Gotham." Mm. which I'm like, oh okay. Um, you know, it's not like anybody else lives here or, or anything, but but it's cool yeah so with the new initiative the owls start waking up and, mm-hmm. and essentially start sending out talons and um attacking people and oh yeah and lincoln march is yeah someone who is kind of this new figure that gives this weird vibe but it, you know he also like tries to say like i'm totally with you i'm totally right. here to help it's like that cliche well not cliche
2: but it's like a bad guy who shows up who yeah, You can kind of pick him out that he's a bad guy, but he's so introduced such a like right. a good guy, helping figure. He's a CEO
0: of his own company. And as you're first seeing him, something about him strikes you. Uh, you'll find out why later. We'll get into that. But it definitely is like, even when I was the first time I was ever reading it, I'm like, why am I so not uncomfortable? But like, why is my bad radar going off the chain about this guy? I don't know why spidey sense i wasn't gonna say spidey (laughs) sense because this is dc and i was keeping it in-house but 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 i was about to say spider sense my spidey senses (laughs) so that's basically how uh the story starts yeah
2: so that leads to the talents like attacking
0: key figures throughout the city
2: And then they leave a message even saying that Bruce Wayne, yeah, Yeah. that Bruce Wayne is
1: going
0: to die. And they specifically kill someone in a slow way, too. They actually hit all the the Mm -hmm. areas around the organ. They eventually find a body in this apartment. So after they find him, they see that he's pinned to the wall with a bunch of these mercury knives that have owl symbols on them. And your classic Harvey Bullock is there, too. They realized that the the talon wanted this person to suffer, mm-hmm. so he he purposely avoided vital organ spots. They eventually find out that this guy has a bunch of scarring on his a calcification on his ribs and hands, and also a bunch of cuts on his scars. But not uh not mental illness scars. They're like sword based saber scars, and so it's typically scars that you will find from sparring if mm-hmm. if you spar like that you're an idiot in my opinion but uh, like uh, he also has a lot of the calcification in the ribs shows that he was training boxers so this guy was apparently killed by someone who is scarier than him because he was apparently building soldiers yeah in the process of it so uh and as they batman apparently smells something he, he lights the wall and it says bruce wayne is uh going to die yeah very um, ominous very much
2: this is where he, like, you know, does his, you know, detective skills and, like, finds out, like, there's a DNA match with Dick Grayson. And
0: I don't know if it really leads to any distrust because. It doesn't lead to distrust. He's just like, I have to protect Dick and make sure yeah. that the cops don't find this because he's like, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. I think he does it also, one, to protect him, and two, to be like, I need to find out what's exactly going on. Because if Dick on? is doing this, yeah. if potentially, if he has gone, quote unquote, rogue. I need to be the one that takes him down. Right. Because I train him. Yeah, nobody's going to take him down. Yeah, no one's going to be able to. He's way too good. And pretty much his de facto son. uh, Or first son, at least. Yeah. Yeah.
2: With the talents, though, what I think of them, like when I was first reading through this comic um, years ago, um, they're like a more beefed up version of the League of Assassins in a way.
0: Yeah, because they can't really like... To be fair, the League of Assassins—they don't die if they lose the Lazarus Pits. They still have their minds. Yeah, at least somewhat. <laughs> um,
2: but with like the League, you know, like their warriors are like—they're basically—they're still regular humans. So they're like Olympic Batman, yeah. So like Batman kicks their ass, right? And like if he accidentally kills one, they're dead until yeah. someone drops them into the pit, right? With these talents, though, so they
0: might become—they might come back a little like insane, but they're yeah. still in control of what they do to a certain extent. Yeah. These talons are just assassins that they're born and bred.
2: Born and bred, yeah. And that serum that they're um Electric. which they call like
0: the electium, I think. Yeah. Elect yeah. Specifically, it's like it's something that is put in your molar and it secretes a liquid that goes throughout on on the cellular level. You have an ultimate healing factor. Mm. He's like breaking people's arms the other yeah. way. and then all of a sudden you just see pop and then they get back and fight. The only way to keep them down is to keep them cold.
1: Mm, yeah. That's the
0: only way. And it's actually a pretty cool part. Uh, so this actually isn't just one comic book. There's like three or four that cover yeah. them. So like there's volume one, volume two, and then the Night of Vows, which mm. takes place and shows you like when the towns are sent to kill out like key public figures in right. Gotham.
2: And like the other members of the and Bat Family. Just
0: like in Gotham Knights, everybody teams up and was like, we need you guys to mm protect all these key figures that are still alive because some of them have died by the time alfred gives his message there's a really cool line in here is like uh when they infiltrate wayne manor because they infiltrate wayne manor not knowing that that's batman and uh and he's like oh good i don't have to hold back anymore so he starts like legitimately killing them temporarily and then they heal and he kills them again it's like just, yeah like, this epic like 10 page fight <laughs> of just bruce wayne not holding back something we never see right yeah and then after that calms down and everything, so Nightwing shows up to him and he's talking to him and this is after he's been, this is after Bruce has been tortured by the Court of Valas in like a maze for a week. Mm. Basically been driven mad and found his way out.
2: Yeah. Which is like one of the best scenes, like one of the memorable yes. moments
0: yeah, in like, the comic. And it mirrors the time when he's a child too, being stuck yeah. in that place for a week.
2: Without food. And the only thing he has is this water that's been, like, drugged with, like, scarecrow like hallucinogen, making him see, like, crazy-ass shit. Mm -hmm. It's actually one of the moments where you see Batman at his most vulnerable, which, at least recently, you don't see that a lot. I know in the past we've had the killing joke and, like, um, what the Joker did to Jason Todd and even Bane breaking Batman's back. Back in the day. Yeah. But then, like, recently, Batman kind of became, like, this invincible figure.
0: Yeah. And th- and they do a good job of showing, like... Yeah. They can affect him at his core. Mm-hmm. And that I agree. That I like that, too.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I like it that Batman... I mean, going back to, like, the beginning, like, this was something that Batman just shrugged off as a myth, which... In his world, I don't know why he would do that because... It's very unlike him to do that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like, you have Superman flying around. You have magic, but... Ooh, but a (laughs) crazy quiet society that's
0: rich and powerful, that doesn't happen. Right. Like,
2: the Illuminati essentially doesn't exist when you fought a league of assassins. You know, whatever.
0: Whatever Batman wants to do. I mean, he's human. Whether or not he denies it, he's human and he makes mistakes. Uh, So, anyhow, after he gets tortured and gets out... Yeah. He's doing a bunch of research and Dick is getting frustrated with him because he's been like not talking to them. He's very standoffish. He Everything has to be done his way. He's closed off his emotions. Classic Bruce Wayne slash Batman tactics. And then all of a sudden he backhands Dick Grayson in the face to the point like so badly that his molar comes out. And he's like, Dick, they were going to make you a talon. He picks up his molar and you see the same symbol that he found in the other talons. So Dick Grayson was already on the path to become one of the Court of Owls assassins. What I like about Nightwing is that he he's like, okay, fine, maybe they did. But that still doesn't change my fate. You know, I'm, I am in charge of my own fate. I get to do what I want to do. We are who we choose to be. And neither you or the Owls are this city and control fate. Which I thought was really cool. And the reason that he was selected as a talent is because going again back to Greek society, they would often recruit people who were in charge of a circus. And the circus mm-hmm. dates back to Greek times. Now, granted, other cultures had equivalent of circus, kind of an apparatus for that, but this is where they would get most of their talent from. Yeah. In fact, the talent they find is... William Cobb. Right. His his great-great-grandfather? I think his great-great-grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. So
2: he was in Haley's Circus right. and was a talented knife drawer.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's a whole sub story about him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is really, really well done,
2: honestly. Mm-hmm. One of the better stories that comes out of the Night of the Owls comic, just kind of following his history, you know, what led him to becoming, well, joining the court or taken by the court, if you will. Yeah. Very interesting fight where Nightwing, you know.
0: That was one of my favorite parts.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: He uh, he takes one of the Talons, I think he's fighting his grandfather, mm-hmm. his great-grandfather. And um, he's like, oh, I could see you. you're, you're kind of okay. He's kind of like tearing him down the whole time. In the animated movie, they they briefly mentioned that he could have been a great Talon, which I'm like, okay, I see what they're doing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> which kind of sucks because that was one of the best parts of the comic that, you know, he was going to be a Talon potentially.
1: Yeah.
2: And I think even, well, spoilers, I guess, in future comics, he's like
0: infiltrating the,
2: I think they're called something else now, the That's Parliament funny. of the Owls. Oh, this is like yeah. in the future like these are comics out now that that's like he... after
0: raptor and stuff right? yeah, yeah yeah this is, okay, this is yeah. way later this is spoilers this is after he gets shot right yeah okay and he yeah. think he's yeah massive rick... spoilers <laughs> rick grayson i actually just saw the... i read that last when i saw the talent show up in that page i was like oh they're back <laughs> <laughs> so excited i was so excited i i'm a sucker for this kind of stuff man um Yeah, so they do show up later. Yeah. And and that's after, that's a massive spoiler. So go and read uh, the new line of Grayson, or uh, Nightwing, rather. It's really, really good. I have most of it. And then um, what I love about him is that no matter what happens to him, he is always embracing change. Uh, No matter good how crazy, no matter how fucked up it might be, Mm. he truly, truly rolls with the punches. Um, And I I really respect that about him.
2: There's a lot of... Nightwing love going on right now. Hey, man. Let's uh, get. He's a brother. <laughs> so, you already mentioned in a bit. So, like, they did an anime movie for yes. us
0: Batman versus Robin. Batman versus Robin. And I
2: think that's, like, so accurate to the title of that movie because I feel like Very true. this whole quarter dials takes a back seat.
0: It's the backdrop. It's not the front of it's it.
2: not the. It's not the main focus of the yeah. movie.
0: It worked in that way. I thought it worked in that I way. I
2: think it was a disservice to. <laughs> To the quarter of the Isles comic. Cause, and, I, and I feel that way because the Batman versus Robin movie served more as a sequel to Son of Batman, which was a comic that was published, which spawned the, the animated movie where we're introduced to Damien. Right. And don't get me wrong, I love Damien. As soon as he was introduced in a comic, I was like, I love this kid. He's the best Robin ever. <laughs> but I think... This movie was more of a service to him and more of a service to his story. I think the talents in that movie were simplified a lot.
0: They were very simplified. I agree with you on that one.
2: Yeah. The whole lore of them, I would say, was simplified. The whole
0: fact that they turned into mush. Yeah. If you didn't, like, if they lasted more than, like, three hours or something like that, that made no sense to me. Mm. You had generations to perfect this. This should have been done by now.
2: And the thing, too, was that Damien became because you were mentioning in the comic like Nightwing was kind of in that role where they were like, we really want this guy on our side where I feel like their mission in Batman versus Robin was to like get Damien and prep him as a new talent, which is fine. I mean, I get it for the purpose of the movie
0: I like it when they take a new direction in certain things, but I do understand, and I would have liked a more faithful one to the comics. Yeah, I thought it was an interesting take on it, but you know, there's, there's still, they can still totally make a a dope Cordoval's animated movie. I could totally see them just doing, and that should be a two-parter, honestly, because there's so much of it.
2: I don't think you could take this event and wrap it up in one animated movie. No, way too much. Yeah,
0: like they introduced the main talent who was the thief. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember his name. Yeah. To be honest with you. I I don't even think they gave him one.
2: And that kind of gets to my point with (laughs) um, this whole event, which I think we mentioned it before. We love the event, like Mm -hmm. as a story. But I I wonder how many characters actually, and I mean, maybe you can speak to it more, but how many more characters, like the actual characters that are introduced will actually be remembered, you know, years later. Right. And I don't think you know, any of the talents. Maybe like a talon will stick around. Mm. I think even a talon joined um the birds of the prey one that lives on. Oh. I didn't and know you that. know, she I think it's like the female Talon.
0: Oh, the one that they kind of like referenced in the animated movie briefly?
2: They referenced her in the animated. I think she was in the Night of the Owls comic fighting Barbara. I think that's the one. Don't quote okay. me. Okay. But
0: I believe it. I, I mean, know that, a talon, that sounds about right. Yeah.
2: She joins the birds of the prey, but I feel like that isn't enough to make her a memorable character. Right, right,
1: right If right. you know what
0: I mean. Yeah. It's interesting, though. Yeah. One thing I do really like about this, calling back to the systemic racism factor for the Court of Owls. I remember listening to a podcast and also talking to a friend where it's like some of the weird, not laws, but how things are run, in, especially in St. Louis.
2: Mm-hmm you're saying we got the quarter house
0: here <laughs> well maybe um <laughs> uh i do not want to sign up as a talent, though all right <laughs> no thank you that would be terrible but no i've talked to people who have come in like who are transplants to st louis and they're always yeah. surprised that everything shuts down at, like 8 30 what do you mean so like everybody will will typically come and then by around eight thirty or 9 uh they will eat really quickly and then get out most other cities like the it kind of continues on until like 12 o'clock or sometimes even later like food is usually open but like if you go to la or other big cities yeah it's kind of like that i heard something that was kind of eerie it's a callback to old jim crow laws mm-hmm. especially if you were a slave so i guess that would be pre, pre-jim crow uh and it was past dusk and you were still outside yeah you were immediately taken Hmm. And that kind of just stayed as a vestige. So that's why things would close really early. And so it reminded me of that because uh, there's a portion in, in the Court of Owls where they talk about, if you remember the the nursery rhyme, they're behind granite and lime. Hmm. And they talk about how every time they would build a building and it would have more than 13 was their unlucky number. And so they would always make the 13th floor really like small And they basically would not make anyone be able to access that floor. And by doing that, it was a way of controlling the bad luck. But they didn't realize by doing that, you're essentially making it easy for one person to get inside.
1: Hmm.
0: So that's how a talent could get in and assassinate who they needed to. So it was kind of a weird thing that stuck around uh, even to today in Gotham. Uh, So I thought that was just really interesting uh, and scary, honestly. (laughs) The shadows of the past have a way of pointing to the future sometimes. So,
2: Favorite moments we talked about, the battle in the labyrinth with yeah. Bruce. So much fun. We talked about Nightwing fighting his grandfather. Yep. Is there any other like moments that stuck out to you? The nursery rhyme we talked about. Yeah. We enjoy that.
0: <laughs> yes, we do. Yeah, I, I really like the part where he's fighting. So, Lincoln March is a character we mentioned before. Mm. And if it's neither confirmed nor yeah. denied. There's a lot of evidence that points to it. Then again, there's evidence that points to the opposite, that he's potentially Thomas Wayne Jr. Yeah. And Bruce confirms it, that his mother was pregnant with her brother. Right. But they had a car crash, which you find out was orchestrated by the Court of Owls. Right. On an intersection that happened on Lincoln in March. Mm-hmm. And the body was declared dead. The, the fetus as such. But they don't say what happens. It's really written well because uh, he yeah. makes himself a Talon. And he puts on a suit that, the, that they were going to give the, the Talons to you know, expand their powers and everything like that. And they have this awesome like brother versus brother fight that, yeah. that takes a couple of pages. That was fun because it, it was like seeing a huge owl and a huge bat just get each other. That was fun to watch. I like the some of the quieter moments where after everything is said and done, Alfred says to to Bruce, he's like he's like, oh, I don't, you know, I need to go do some more research uh, and find out more about the Court of And Alfred kind of turns him and says, you know, it doesn't matter if genetically that guy is Thomas Wayne Junior. Mm. Your brother died thirty years ago in a right. car accident. Uh, the Court of trained him, raised him, tortured him thomas wayne jr is dead no matter what happens lincoln march is pretty much all that's left and i thought that was a really good mature way of telling him he's like you know it doesn't matter what happens to this like sans like redemption for that character but it's like you've got to face facts bruce yeah about these types of things
2: and the one thing we know about bruce though is like he has a soft spot when it comes to his family very much so and uh, yeah. Especially his parents. So, definitely, I can definitely see him being like, if there was any way to save his potential brother, he would
0: definitely try to find it. He would. And I respect him for that. Yeah, you kind of feel for Alfred, too, because you, you find out. You always feel for Alfred. Alfred. Alfred's a man. <laughs> Alfred
2: has been telling this man to get out the game for years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every movie
2: he got that, you talk about 10 movies. <laughs> He's like, 10 movies of Alfred bitching. Like,. <laughs> when are you going to hang this up?
0: <laughs> he's like, dude, I've, I've like stitched you up. I've nursed you back. I've right. got you when you were like nearly dead. Like, can we stop this, please? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you feel bad for Alfred specifically because you find out his dad dies because of the court of owls. Yeah. And dies without telling him, Alfred, you know, I really love you. You're a great son, all these things. Because like the last couple of things he's ever said to Alfred face to face were not very pleasant. Yeah. Uh, it looks like. And, when the comic ends, it leaves out that Lincoln March could potentially be his brother, yeah, genetically, and so you, you don't know—you don't know what to think. Just a little side note: I liked uh, they had Kevin Conroy in the animated version voicing his dad. I thought that was a cool touch. Mm. In the comic and in the animated movie, they had—it never gets old to see uh, to see Alfred with a shotgun, just because why the hell not (laughs) he apparently was like former british intelligence sas or something like that. he has a
2: show on stars now does he really yeah side
0: note really i didn't know i think it
2: called pennyworth his last name and it's based off like the stories
0: i thought that was a show about like werewolves and stuff
2: no that might be another one but i think it called pennyworth okay it's based off alfred basically and the british intelligence okay so you get some
0: learn a little bit about his backstory there. There's also one called like All-Star Batman where he again brings out a shotgun <laughs> and is like... And Not he's afraid like, of the shotgun. No, no, he's like, he's super young and he's just like, yeah, it's time to do this. <laughs> and he right. goes about it. There's even one part where he goes like, yo, fucking ho, and just brings out the shotgun. It was so much fun. Uh, even when he sees a body show up to Wayne Manor from the sewer mm-hmm. entrance in the Batcave. He's like, who the hell is there? <laughs> and he's holding a shotgun. So Alfred loves his shotgun. <laughs> if anything.
2: Weapon
1: of choice.
0: Weapon, I, I respect it. I respect it. I really liked this part where it kind of wraps up the whole idea of the Court of Owls. Or like the aggressive undertaking that he's doing for Gotham. He's mm. like, you know, I'm not going to set up the bad bases around Gotham. Gotham is not mine. It's not the Court of Owls. It's simply Gotham. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, you actually learned something. Yes, and, in this comic, at least. Yeah, in this comic. Um, I would
2: say earlier comics, that's kind of an interesting thought because wasn't, and this might go off a little bit of the court, but he set up like Batman International, so that's where we get Batwing from, right. who appears in this, yeah. but as um, Lucas Fox.
0: Yeah, his son. I his think. son, yeah. yeah.
2: But I think that's an interesting revelation for Batman. Yeah.
0: So this is after Batman Inc.,
2: this is after. This is after. Okay, but you know, you set up Batman International. You got like, yeah,
0: Batman's everywhere. It took him to fight his own demons to realize that, which I, right. I actually that gives it a lot more depth. Now that yeah. we say that out loud, he's just not gonna set up in his city,
2: but everywhere else, yeah, they can
0: happen. Well, I mean, if it's already set up, I'm like, I kind of get it. Okay, <laughs> like it's already set up at this point. Maybe just dial it back down a bit. I don't know. Yeah, that was always weird anyway. Like
2: didn't you feel like Gotham was I mean, as fucked up as the city is, don't get me wrong, it was always like well protected because who do you have operating out of there? You have Batman, you have the Robins, yeah, you have Gordon Birds of Prey, yeah. You have the outsiders sometime Mm -hmm. they'll operate out of there. That's a lot of motherfucking groups. I'm just saying.
0: Yes, very much so. But this is taking consideration that all of those stories have been developed at this time.
2: Yeah, that's the weird thing yeah. about um, comic universe. What? Yeah, the comic universe yeah. and how the New Fifty Two, even in the beginning, of New Fifty Two, like what was canon, what
0: wasn't, what stayed. And there's so many universes, which plays yeah. into the dimension kind of like Gambit that they can throw in, like Injustice and, and stuff like mm-hmm.
2: that, and even like this new Gotham Knights game. Yeah even a new suicide squad game but the groups over all long-lasting impressions i guess that's my question like mm-hmm. so do we agree that this was a successful story like do they live on in batman lore
0: i think it's a successful story yeah yeah i mean in terms of like it being good or not yeah yeah it's I like think it's, i think it's very successful what we like
2: you know Let's think like they're years. Not <laughs> they're not gone. I assure right. you that. Like years later, are we going to be like, oh, the court were more successful than the League of
0: Assassins? Oh, well, that's interesting. That depends how international the court is, you know, because the mm-hmm. League of Assassins is international. Right? right. Like they might be based in Nanda Parbat if, right. if the Arrow universe is mm-hmm. continuing on with that. But um yeah, they're international. They. Yeah. They are thousands of years old. Like their soldiers are thousands of years old too. Potentially, mm. uh, if if Rache isn't the only one that's using the Lazarus pits, the Court of Owls is more endemic to Gotham. Right, and uh, I think they're they're more successful like in this home turf. Yeah, and they they only come out if they need to come out, which is even more creepy.
2: It's yeah. weird, yeah. yeah, especially with all this transpired in, in Gotham throughout the years for them to pick now was very interesting well not now but in the comics um to pick the time that they did to come out yeah it was very interesting
0: and with the the amount of time that they've been around and the money they have they're not gone yeah as you mentioned before
2: and they're that group that i guess if you get tired of the league of assassins and um how other superheroes have used it like whip arrow yeah how they've kind of taken league of assassins and did their story with it I guess the court can be this nice little fallback for Batman, just for the
0: Bat family. Yeah, yeah. and uh, kind of
2: a thing. Maybe even move forward within. Um, they've already kind of like appeared in Gotham. I wouldn't be surprised if they continue Batwoman Ooh. if something you know happens with that.
0: Right, because Ruby just quit from that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Ruby Rose just gave up the role for personal reasons. Yeah, she hasn't said why. Which you know, whatever. I respect. Yeah. Yeah
2: gonna be interesting another interesting thing too and i didn't even catch it i actually was doing some research on this when we were coming to do this podcast was that in the new the batman movie that um in the trailer you see bruce wayne's character receive a card and it's like a birthday card with a owl on it and so I guess a casual like myself who didn't like really I think too much into it. Didn't catch that at all. Yeah. Oh my God. You know, the beautiful people on the internet <laughs> who dissect everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they're kind of like, so now the question is posed, you know, the Riddler and Penguin are in this movie right. as the villains, but maybe the overarching villain is the court. Is the
0: court using them as pawns? Yeah. Okay. So
2: maybe we're going to have, you know, a trilogy movie where. The court is drawing these, vi- you know, throwing these villains at Batman and then the entire time they were the ones orchestrating everything. Right. So I think that's interesting. And I think it just shows, you know, the overall impression that the court had, the story, like the comic had on, you know, the comic industry as a whole, that they want to keep them going and then take them to other forms of media. Because what now? We had an animated movie. Right. We had them appear in TV shows in a game now, so right The logical next step is a movie.:
0: Yeah, and I would rather them do an animated movie and do it well. Yeah, because as much as I love the live action ones, like there's so much fantasticness from comic book movies that it's almost easier that way, but I would be down for a really good live action one.
1: Yeah
2: I think this movie, from at least what we've seen with the trailers, I think every. Batman movie. Well, not everyone. Not the George Clooney ones. But. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nipples? You want the nipples? Not the bad nipples. Well, no. That wasn't. <laughs> like, Batman movies
0: are. Lance doesn't like nips. Go ahead.
2: That is a lie.
1: <laughs>
2: that is a big lie. Lies. <laughs> Lies. Mighty. What is he doing?
0: Um, you leave Mighty alone. <laughs> um, he hasn't done anything <laughs> to you.
2: He is a hero. He is. He has heart. One out of five. What is he? <laughs>
0: I don't know. No, fifth, I don't know. I don't even remember.
2: He has heart, Yes, he does, <laughs> uh, to show up to a fight with that haircut. Hair-
0: <laughs> I used to have that haircut.
2: Did you? for a short time? Or on my tea right here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>
0: Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: I don't know where we're going.
0: Uh, I think you were talking about animated and live action.
2: Oh yeah. Um, I think just the movies in general batman movies
0: with batman begins i
2: guess have been generally dark yeah so and even with this movie it looks dark it looks like it has that detective feel so it could be like a thriller in some ways so i think it can pull it off i would hate for them to introduce them in like the second movie and kind of rush it
0: yeah because that's the hard part about that because there's right there's so many layers. That's the problem with taking anything from print and putting it to film. Right. There's too much. And you realistically have to take cuts. Mm. How you cut it is what defines the movie.
2: Yeah. But I think if they just capture the tone of it, the darkness of it, I think they can be pretty successful. Yeah. It won't be 100%. I don't think it'll live up to the comics if you're just solely looking for a accurate adaptation but i think they could do it well
0: okay i agree
2: anything else
0: this is my own personal thoughts i really liked the court of owls i really really did and and i want there to be more there's also kind of a weird thing that i found in a lot of like systemic racist cults across mediums tv comic books whatever they're always like they're really systemic and they're typically white People who who show up at gatherings are always like wearing some sort of bird mask. It's kind of weird. Oh yeah, the mask. Yeah, they're always wearing some sort of bird or something like that. I don't. I think it's typically a callback to Athenian times, but I don't know. I just found that to be weird. But I've seen that across other other things too. Which why people love wearing masks apparently yeah. and controlling society. Uh-huh. Once they say systemically, once. Yeah, uh, I really really enjoyed it and. I'm interested to see where they where they take it with uh, Nightwing's story. Yeah, specifically because that's where it's going right now. Yeah,
2: and then I think there's also more spoilers.
0: There's spoilers throughout this podcast. Yeah,
2: I mean, if you're not catching up on comics, I guess that's your own fault. But
1: you're <laughs> not we're, winning at life, <laughs> right? You're not winning.
2: <laughs> or, or if you can think about it, we're guiding them to where to go
0: next. That's what I think
2: we are. There's a order to things, you know. Always a semblance. of. Don't listen to episode two without episode one, but
1: <laughs> I agree,
2: but, um, there's a new event called the Joker war.
0: Oh yeah. I heard about that. And
2: I'm hearing that the Joker has recruited a Lincoln Marsh from Thesis to join his team in this fight against Batman.
0: That's going to be interesting. Yeah.
2: It'll be interesting to see where they go from there, especially since Lincoln kind of blames Bruce. Cause you know, yeah. Whether he's Bruce's real brother or not, he believes it and he's right. blaming Bruce for
0: For all his entire life.
2: For his yeah, for his misfortunes. So I think him teaming up with the Joker, you know, benefits him. But at the same time, we didn't really touch on it. He does betray the court.
0: Yeah. He does. He eventually kills everybody in one shot. Like mm-hmm. really I, I got it handed to him. It was really well done he just poisons all of them in one shot. It's kind of scary. I'm interested to see if they will take Joker and do what they always do with him. It's like mm-hmm. a society will come to him and be like, we can't take the Batman down. Can you help us take the Batman down? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, sure. But in the process, he totally screws them over. And right. I'm like, you guys have got to see this by now.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, they allude to that many a times in Joker's
0: past. So. Right. That's why I'm like, I hope they do something different. Do something different. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, even a callback to a older DC comic, Infinite Crisis, where Alexander Luthor, oh yeah, he recruits like all these villains, but not the Joker. And then, like at the end of that comic, Alex is kind of down; he lost or whatever. And the Joker comes up to him. It's like you didn't allow me to, you know, be on the team. Right. Allow me to, you know, play.
0: You played a potty pooper, yeah, right? Yeah,
2: and then kills him. Of course so he does. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think that's it for me, man. I think yeah. we, we touched on a lot.
0: I think we touched on a lot. All right, guys, you know, as okay. always,
2: be the change that you want to see in the world. That's right. Recycle, have heart, and. <laughs> this
0: is what I get. <laughs> for telling you God. that the recycling bin is right next to the trash can. We the uh. whole damn tangent on Captain Planet and how much he hates it. My God.
2: My tea, everyone. <laughs> I'm out. Hey, fan piece. Thanks for joining. And as always, we appreciate any feedback. You can follow us on our Facebook page. They need a hobby and also at TNAH pod
0: on Instagram and Twitter. Hopefully one day we'll find a hobby and maybe even be one of the cool kids. Peace. Hey, someone has to be a hero. all right? Because when they don't,
2: (laughs) (laughs) are you still talking in the podcast? Yes, I am.
0: It was like, well, you know, some of us have to be heroes if we don't have hobbies. Okay, jeez. Right. Hopefully, you'll find one. Hopefully, and I'm pretty sure Mati found one
1: eventually.
0: (laughs) All right, you leave him alone. (laughs) He's done anything to you.